come set. Kicks the 1 1 pitch. Fly ball deep left field. Yes, sir. There she goes. Hello and welcome, Blue Jay fans, to episode 9 of There She Goes, a weekly Blue Jay podcast for all things Blue Jays. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. We're joined by Blue Jay Center, everything Blue Jays, Blue Jays Nation. I'm Mark from 360 Blue Jays News. You can find my work on Bluebird Banter. Today we're taking some calls for this episode. Uh, We put out a message on Instagram and we've got a few guests here today to uh, help us break down the latest Blue Jay news. We're going to start with Matthew from Toronto. Hey, Matthew. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's pretty good. Go ahead. All right. So uh, my question is sort of a complex one. So, um, you know, let me just try to explain it to the best of my ability. Um... This question definitely was arised after the whole incident in last night's game, but I guess the main question that I could uh, think of was, what do you think is the number one priority that this management needs to focus on, not just now, but when the trade deadline comes around, and more importantly in the long run, I guess you could say. Um, I'm going to answer this one. Well, uh as your question there, um, pretty much I think the answer for that is going to be depending on the Blue Jays' play. Like it depend, We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, obviously. Uh, General Manager Ross Atkins and President Mark Shapiro definitely have some thinking to do. There's lots of doubt, uh, you know, because uh, the Blue Jays are the oldest team in baseball, and there's lots of doubt that maybe they're starting to run out of, um, I should say, playoff runs and, like, successful seasons, and it should be time to uh, blow up the team and start rebuilding. And then there's others saying, you know, it's still early, give them a chance. And it seemed like it, everything would be okay after the uh, five-game winning streak. And you, you pretty much think it'd be a, a massive run, or it could be a start of a good run to maybe get back to 500. But if the Blue Jays can continue to lose games, it definitely an option definitely could be selling at the deadline. That's also a rumor, as names like Josh Donaldson, Marco Estrada could be moved, and uh, other players with expiring contracts. So uh, it's pretty... It's a very good question. It's a very uh, a lot of a question where a lot of people can have different opinions on. But my answer to you is it just it really depends until um, that um, time around the All Star break and uh, near the non waiver trade deadline where that answer is going to come into play because obviously baseball is a long season and there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and the Jays can definitely be in a different spot around the trade deadline or they can be at the same spot. Okay. Um, just to touch back on the, uh, the whole Donaldson thing and Estrada as well, uh, I can definitely see Estrada getting moved um, should we not be a playoff team. Um, but, I mean, as much sense as it is to move Donaldson, which I absolutely would understand the move, you know, where do you move him? Because there's a lot of teams that are looking for younger. I don't think there's a lot of teams in the American League that need an all-star third baseman that are you know, playoff contending teams, and if they are, I don't think they'll trade him to those teams. Uh, do you see him potentially going to the National League, or do you just see them maybe ride this out, wait until, you know, maybe Donaldson gets a little, you know, after the arbitration deal, and then you maybe move him after that, or do you just maybe say, okay, once we get him back in, 
plays well, move him, or maybe, you know, stay the course and keep guys like him and Tulo as well. Yeah, I'm going to start this off by just saying that I, um, I'm i I'm against uh, the Jays, the rumors of moving Donaldson. Yeah, it's a good question because a lot of teams, well, I mean, Josh Donaldson definitely could have a, a high trade value. Uh, maybe the Jays could get a couple of prospects for him, but ultimately it's the team that, I'm <clears throat> um, sorry, uh, it's a team that needs a starting third baseman, and it's a team that at least they can believe are contenders, or uh, for sure are contenders, and they're looking for um, an ad in the lineup for a good bat and obviously a stellar third baseman. But uh, at the end of the day, I really am not a, with this move. I think the Jays should keep him as long as they can. Obviously, like you said, arbitration is coming up from uh, this winter, and he'll be on the open market in 2019, which will be the following winter after this one. But yeah, I don't know the answer to that, um, but I think a lot of teams would be interested in him if the Jays would become sellers at the deadline. Yeah, right. uh, just to add to that, I just want to make a little statement there. Uh, you're right, the move with Donaldson would make sense if the Jays are completely out of it. But uh, as for your other question, uh, where he, would he would go? I'm not entirely sure. A lot of teams need a third baseman right now. I'm, I mean, obviously Boston, but that's probably not going to happen because it's in the division. I'm looking at some other teams now that could contend. San Fran, they could use Donaldson at third. Maybe uh, just here, just hypothetical. Uh, the Mets, they're a team that was expected to, con- to contend, but they have Jose Reyes playing third base for them. Uh, I, I think that the problem with trading Donaldson right now is that he's missed pretty much the whole season due to his injury. I think yeah, you hold on on trading him until maybe in the off season where that's where team needs start to grow more than they would at this time of year or potentially next year if uh, he would have a much better year if he were, he were to be healthy. That would be a much better option to trade him then, I would think. The number one priority of this team, I think, is, as with any team, is just to focus on the future. At any team, at any point, even the Cubs coming off of a World Series win, they need to focus on the future. Uh, especially with the Blue Jays, or an aging team. Uh, they have to focus on developing these prospects that are coming up. We just saw Dwight Smith Jr. recalled. Uh, I think that should be the number one priority for any team, especially the Blue Jays. As for where you would move Donaldson or should the Blue Jays move Donaldson? I definitely think they should if they're not doing well. Uh, you know, this is kind of their last season <clears throat> of the current core players to contend and after that they may not contend so i think you want to move Donaldson this season if they're not contending but if they are keep it so yeah just uh, adding on to what i believe blue jay center said and uh kind of answering matthew's question about uh should the blue jays potentially become sellers at the trade deadline uh i, I think especially just uh looking to see if they should possibly become sellers at the trade deadline should wait uh for a little bit because uh I believe you mentioned this, how they have so many injuries. Um, so I, I don't think we can really see, and I, everything Blue Jays said this as well, you know, looking at their, their current play at the deadline. Um, so, yeah, it, once once we get all of our, like, injured players back uh, and see how the team's going to play with their core group and not really their few core players and then injured play or bench players, I should say, uh, then we can kind of really see how the Blue Jays are going to approach the trade deadline and what they're going to do with some of their uh, key players. Right. I definitely think that it's a little early to tell that. I think after Donaldson and Tulo come back and potentially Martin, I guess you can loop into that, it would be more fair judgment. But obviously it's going to be hard because, you know, 
these guys have very, very big contracts, most notably Tulowitzki. I think he has another four years left on his deal. I could be wrong on that. All right. Thank you for the call. Uh, we're going to move on to our next caller, Tobias from Petawawa. Uh, go ahead, Tobias. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Great to be on. Uh, my question was about Dalton Pompey. As we all know, he got concussed in that World Baseball Classic exhibition game. But I'm just wondering, where do you guys see him when he comes back? So, yeah, I'll, I'll start that off by saying uh, I believe Dalton Pompey will be a guy that stays in AAA until September when the rosters expand. Uh, because when you look at right now, the Blue Jays, uh, obviously for today's game, don't have Pilar, but uh, in the long run, they'll have Kevin Pilar, uh, Jose Bautista, Ezekiel Carrera, and Steve Pierce uh, playing a lot of left field. Um, so there's really no need for a fifth outfielder, except when the roster is expanding, you can just kind of have extra players, uh, especially ones that can come off the bench and just pinch run, potentially pinch hit. Um, see, I, re- I really don't see Pompey being a big factor uh, for the Blue Jays this season, but definitely once the rosters expand, uh, he'll be, uh, at least in my mind, a must uh, call up for the Blue Jays, especially since his or since he has great speed and uh, the Blue Jays are not known to be the fastest team in baseball. Um, so yeah, that's how I see Pompey uh, being handled by the Blue Jays. Yeah, I definitely expect to see him when the rosters expand in uh, early September, late August. Uh, When he comes back, though, he's already begun his rehab assignment. Uh, He played in a game yesterday, I believe it was, or maybe it was the day before. Uh, When he is healthy, he is certainly expected to play at the AAA level. He may see tied time at the major league level if a if a main player gets injured uh hopefully not uh but definitely when rosters expand i expect to see him at the major league level i believe that uh within the next season or two uh the blue just got to take a, a shot like a basically a try at dalton pompey uh i think next year is it'll be his final year with, uh, under options uh, assuming he gets sent down so i think very soon you'll either see him either get another chance in the big leagues and try to basically perform so that the Blue Jays can see that they have something with this guy. or And if he doesn't, just stays as a backup the whole time like he has last year and this year, obviously, with the injury. I think you could easily see him being traded because, uh, like uh, it's been mentioned before, this new regime, I'm not sure how committed they are to Dalton Pompey. They weren't the, they weren't the front office that drafted him uh, back in 2010, I believe. Uh, so I think very soon... After he comes back from injury, you'll see him either get a chance, the Blue Jays are out of it in September, like 360 said, or just a September call-up if they're not out of it. And maybe next year, I think, will be his year if he's healthy, that he can show the Blue Jays what he's got. And if not, they don't think, they don't believe in his potential. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got moved. Um, I see Dalton Pompey um, in the next couple of years maybe getting a shot, like Blue Jays Center said. It also depends on players the Blue Jays can lose. And... Go into this season, obviously, Pompey, 60-day DL. And besides his rehab games, he hasn't seen uh, any action since the World Baseball Classic. So, obviously, it's going to be a little for uh, a little... It's going to take a little bit for him to get back in his groove. And, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so, yeah, it's going to take a little bit to get back in his groove. And I don't see him with the Jays this season until September, uh, just like he has for the past two years. The guy that's been coming off the bench is pinch runners. But, yeah... I don't know about trading him, Blue Jays center, but it's definitely, um, I guess you could say, an option that I've I've never thought of before. But I just think I see Pompey remaining in the Jays organization. 
I just think that by trading him, uh, with his options running out, I think next year, I believe, I think you only have two options after his options run out. You can either trade him or put him on waivers, and I think that would, the beneficial move would be to trade him. I don't that, see them trading him. Well, if, we were just, if he runs out of options, I mean, what are you going to do with him? Well, we were just talking about earlier about how this team should focus on the future. He is one of the key pieces of the future for the Blue Jays, along with, you know, Dwight Smith Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Connor Green, Sean Reed Foley. These are the key cornerstones of the future. Why would you trade someone like that? I'm not sure he's part of the Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins' future. I thought well, he was part of Alex Anthopoulos' future, but I don't know about now. Well, if you're trading him, you're probably looking to get Major League talent. And there's no point in getting Major League talent at this point if they were to trade him because they wouldn't be in contention. So I don't think they'll consider trading Pompey, even consider it. I don't think it'll happen. Oh, by the way, uh, who who needs a cleanup hitter when you got their old Siciliani? <laughs> Just in the double. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. Anyways, we'll move on to our next caller. We got Raymond Ramon. Sorry if I mispronounce that. From Toronto, go ahead. Okay. Um. Very nice to be in this call. Really appreciate you guys. So my question is, um, Jose Bautista just resigned with the Jays. So now he has options for 2018 and 2019 with the Blue Jays. Um. What do you think? Um. With the way he's been playing the, today and this season, how do you think the Jays will react to these options? Uh, first of all, I'll start that right away. I don't think those options really mean anything. Uh, mutual options are typically options in Major League that are never really used. They're basically as there for backup and support. I think if he turns it around has a great year, he'll test the market for a bigger contract. And if he doesn't, I don't think the Blue Jays want to keep him around for another year because uh, this is basically a second chance for both sides. So... Uh, I think it's very unlikely that he uses any of those options. Uh, I think in all like likelihood, you'll probably see him be a free agent at the end of the year again. Exactly what Blue Jay Center said. Uh, if he's really good, he'll test the waters of free agency. If he's not really good, then the Blue Jays won't pick up his option. I think he has to find a uh, kind of mediocre level at the plate and on the field for both sides to pick it up. I think this option is really just symbolic. It's eyewash. It doesn't really mean anything for the Blue Jays or for Batista because in the past, like 98% of all mutual options are not picked up. So uh, I don't see his future continuing with the Blue Jays past the 2017 season unless he is signed to an additional contract. See, I, I'm not going to sit here and repeat what you said 360 but i do 100 percent uh agree with what you said uh the only reason i see or the only way i see jose bautista being a blue jay after the 2017 season is if he has a like you said a mediocre season where you know he's not great but he's not terrible and the blue jays see you know value in bringing him back um and you know they don't see any reason letting him go <clears throat> obviously Jose Bautista will likely not exercise his option um, unless the the Blue Jay uh, sorry unless he has um, a mediocre year but of then uh, probably the Jays won't exercise that option. It also can depend if Bautista hits the market in the Jays. Uh, if the question becomes if the Jays will uh, pursue him to get him back. Uh, it's obviously going to be uh, up to the Blue Jays if they're going to plan to go younger, look towards the future. Or if they think they can have another year of contention. But yeah, he's likely going to be a free agent at the end of the year. 
All right, moving on to our next call. Thank you for that call. We'll go to Daniel from New Jersey. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing great. Uh, been a long time viewer and, uh, and a first time caller. Well, um, well, I was just I was just curious. You know, who do you think is going to be some targets that the Blue Jays might trade? Like, like who are some players that the Blue Jays might trade around the trade deadline? Like. I'm not exactly sure. Like, there's there's a few options, but I, but I just want to know what you guys think. I think that the best option, Daniel, uh, for them to trade would probably be Marco Estrada. Uh, Marco Estrada, if he hasn't a great year, he could really be worth something. Uh, he's a free agent after the year, so the Blue Jays aren't contending. There's no point in keeping him. I think it's safe to move. And uh, again, he's a free agent, and he really likes Toronto here. And who knows? Maybe after. Uh, the season, they can bring him back. I mean, you saw the Yankees do that with Aroldis Chapman last year. So I think uh, the Blue Jays are out of it and selling. Uh, the guy that I would, would be surprised wouldn't be traded would be Marco Estrada. Yeah, I'm just going to add on. I completely agree with you, Blue Jays center. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but I think it was on a Blue Jays broadcast. I think it was Buck Martinez saying that the Blue Jays could pull uh, or do what the Yankees did with Aroldis Chapman. They could say to Estrada, okay, look, we're – obviously not contending this year um we know you can we we can get a lot of value out of you and then also sign you uh next or in the off season because you clearly want to come back so uh we can put your skills uh or get get the most value out of your skills by getting potentially a prospect or a decent young player out of you and then re-signing you in the off season uh, another name that also kind of comes to mind is um a guy like Francisco Liriano, uh, also because you know he's a he's a veteran starter. He a lot of teams would like to have him potentially in the bullpen or as their fifth starter. Um, so yeah, but I don't see like the Blue Jays wouldn't get crazy value out of Liriano, but uh, I I do think that any free agent would uh, that the Blue Jays have definitely would give them or would be a potential option to trade and get uh, something out of. Yeah, we talked earlier about Josh Donaldson potentially be traded. Uh, we had varying views about that as we discussed. Uh, I think Marco Estrada is certainly an option. J.A. Happ, maybe, since after this season he'll only have one year on his contract and he is aging. Uh, he is not part of Toronto's plans uh, for the foreseeable future. I think we can say that safely. Uh, there are a few players I want to hone in on that won't be traded for certain essentially certain obviously we don't know for absolute certain russell martin i don't think he'll be traded even though he's aging he may not be that great at the plate as time progresses he may not be that great defensively he knows how to call a game and he knows how to manage pitchers as part of a pitching staff uh with connor green sean reed foley uh young prospects coming up through the minor leagues i think the blue jays will want to keep Russell Martin to make sure that those young pitchers have someone to uh, really manage them, manage what they're doing on the pitching mound. Uh, another person I don't think they'll trade is Troy Tulowitzki. I'm not so certain about this, but he is a veteran. He does have experience. He can help some young infielders coming up with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, some other names. Um, it, those are a few of the players I think will be traded and won't be traded, but this is all if they decide to break it down at the trade deadline, which we don't know for certain or really anything at all right now. Uh, just adding on to that, I don't think Troy Tulowitzki will be traded at all uh, simply because of his contract. And he's uh, he, the, he was paid a lot by the Rockies and now the Blue Jays. Um, 
So I really don't see any team, especially a team that would could t- potentially want a veteran presence in a young clubhouse. I don't see why they would want uh, to take on such a heavy contract um, for multiple more years. All right. Um, it's very common for uh, sellers at the deadline to trade players with expiring contracts. And Marco Estrada and Francisco Liriano are uh, players expire- with expiring contracts. So I would pretty, I pretty much agree with 360 and Blue Jays center. And just to um, maybe talk about the opposite, and let's just say uh, the Blue Jays are like in a playoff spot. And if you're wondering if they would add any key pieces, it just it doesn't seem the only uh, it doesn't seem like that will happen because the Blue Jays farm system is pretty depleted and they're trying to refill that. So I'm just gonna say the only uh, I would say big trades that would happen for the Blue Jays at the deadline would only be if they're gonna be selling because they just they don't have enough pieces to add anyone, but if they're selling, uh, don't ex- yeah, expect to see players with the expiring contracts uh, be traded to be rentals. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, I think we'll move on to our final caller of the day. We got Cam from Spring Hill, Nova Scotia. What are you guys opinion on the suspension of Kempler? Well, um, obviously, when it comes to the homophobic and racial slurs that are thrown around society these days. Um, it's a very sensitive topic, and not a lot of people uh, would like to talk about it, uh, Cam. It just it seems, uh, Kevin Plard, it doesn't matter who you are. When you say a homophobic or a racial slur, you should be penalized. And it doesn't take anything away from Kevin Pillar. He's obviously a fantastic player, and he seems like he's a fantastic guy. But And going back to a, a few years ago, you've seen players with homophobic or racial slurs uh, be suspended and going back to the last Blue Jay, that'd be Yuno Escobar. Obviously, he got three games, so it's not common. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, it is common to see these suspensions, and obviously Pilar got one game less than that suspension from Escobar. But um, I think I agree with the move. It's going to be two days for him. Um, the only thing that worries me is obviously Kevin Pilar is very um, he is very unhappy with what he did and he feels very embarrassed. The only thing I'm worried about for him as a player is. Will this affect him mentally when he gets back? He will either usually go back to his original form, or what if you what if you see him slump and go on a little bit of cold streak because of his uh, mind mentally? But I think the Blue Jays got it right, and I think Major League Baseball got it right. Uh, I think the suspension was deserved, but obviously Kevin Pillar seems to be a good person and a good player, obviously. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Cam, I just want to start this off by, if anyone who's listening is offended by anything we say, by all means, just send us a message over social media and let us know, uh, because this is an important social topic. I'm going to read uh, part of Gideon Turk's article from Baseball Prospectus Toronto. Uh, It kind of encapsulates uh, this issue, I guess, in baseball. It's, quote, Baseball perpetuates a culture of toxic masculinity daily with the no-crying mentality that is so dominant in today's game, and this is just another example of that unfortunate reality. I have only been in a major league clubhouse as a reporter a few times in my life, but it doesn't take more than five minutes inside of one to realize that these grown men that we idolize in our society are not the greatest role models. Unfortunately, the locker room talk phenomenon is real, and because of it, mistakes, and that's quoted, like the one Pilar uh, claimed to have made last night, are going to happen. Thus, the excuse of anger does not hold up, because in reality, we are aware that this world is only this word is only in his vocabulary because it has a life around him. 
that encapsulates the problem as a whole. Uh, obviously, Pilar apologized on Twitter, uh, talking about how he extended the use of the word that has no place in baseball and sports or anywhere else in society today. He said he was embarrassed, and the Blue Jays issued a statement uh, saying that they... Uh, they know Kevin to be a respectful, high-character individual, and they hope he would learn from this. Uh, his two-game suspension, he's donating the pay from that time to uh, multiple uh, LGBTQ uh, charities and uh, organizations that help promote this, uh, this positive mindset. I don't think, I, th I think the Blue Jays handled this perfectly. Uh, they did it in a in a good manner. Pilar handled this well, and obviously it's a situation you never want to see. But when it did happen, I think it helped raise awareness for the situation and um, everything. I think the way it ended up was eventually a positive. Yeah, it just obviously Pilar he um, he took this very harsh. He knows he made a mistake, and the only thing we can count on and fans who were very offended by his words to forgive him and move on um yeah move on so yeah i think the blue jays handled the situation uh perfectly like uh, you guys uh already mentioned before um you know because when you think of you know where we are as a society you know we're in it's 2017 you know and especially in canada where the blue jays are uh, originated from you know it doesn't matter if you're gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, you know, it doesn't matter what your sexuality, race, or anything is, you know, you are accepted for who you are, so I, th I think, yeah, there are obviously going to be some people that are offended by this, uh, I personally was not, only because I am not, you know, I, it, it didn't hit me as hard as uh, other people, but, you know, I... I, I do like the way that this was handled only because, like I mentioned, there are a lot of people that will be offended and, you know, a, a lot of people are, you know, going to – some people might feel as if they're not included anymore uh, in, in certain places. I don't know about uh, how that might work. But so, yeah, I 100% I agree with uh, how the Blue this um, – when you even if you make a mistake, you know it's it's great that you owned up to it, and I have a lot of respect for the way that Pilar uh, handled this. But I you still do need to be penal, uh, penalized because like this is something like I I, sw I understand if you s swear at the guy, but saying any type of slur, uh, especially a homophobic slur, you know it's it it has to be dealt with, and I I think that it was dealt with perfectly by the Blue Jays. Uh, fun fact: I was actually at the game where Yunel Escobar uh, used the. Uh, the slur on his face with the uh, uh, Spanish writing. Uh, fun but, fact, uh, yeah, quote think, unquote. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fun fact. But uh, I think that while people still call baseball a children's game, it's still a professionalism. It's 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 professional, and uh, when you're not acting professional on the field, you should get penalized for it. Uh, and I think Far wasn't acting professional about it. He owned up to it, and ultimately got penalized for it. Which is, uh, I'm not sure anyone's complaining about it. Uh, I think Pilar understands that it's the he's got to take some time off the uh, next two games uh, because he did something wrong and I just think that everything's gonna go back to business after two eight two games so yeah you know for me uh, especially uh, what I'm about to say I don't know about how you guys feel about this uh, you can answer it after if you want but you know even even though Kevin Pillar did make these uh, homophobic slurs towards the pitcher uh, on the Braves you know it doesn't 
like to me, you know, it doesn't make me think less of him. You know, obviously this could ruin, like tarnish his reputation a bit. You know, using a type of slur like that. Um, but you know, we we all know Kevin to be a great guy. You know, he's we've never heard of him. I mean, since at least 2015, we never heard of him being a bad clubhouse guy. You know, he's he's loved by everybody. Uh, you know, I I hope around the league. I know especially among Blue Jay fans. So, you know, at least for me, you know, it, this is just a mistake that he made. Obviously, it's a big mistake and it was dealt with. But I personally, I don't dislike Kevin Pillar or anything. Uh, you know, I'm still going to be, you know, proud wearing his jersey at a Blue Jay game. You know, I'm, I never dislike him for this. Uh, you know, and I, especially the way that he handled this, you know, I, like I said, I gained a ton of respect for him. You know, he handled it professionally. Uh, and I believe, Definitely after the two games, he will be he'll be ready to go and he'll have learned his lesson. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think about that? Obviously, a lot of people have different feelings about this. Um, I specifically had one person comment on my picture following his suspension. Uh, he was deeply offended by his comments, and I really think it's just different people having different beliefs and different people taking in and hearing about this as people. <clears throat> sorry, people can have. And people can also take things deeper. It's just, it's a very sensitive topic. And I just think Pilar, it kind of slipped out because he seemed to be mad with the quick pitch from Jason Mott. And that pretty much got him uh, to be angry. I don't think he, well, he said, I don't think he was going to, he didn't, he planned to say it. He was just very, uh, I can, you can say angry with the, his, the game by how, the, sorry, he was angry by uh, the result of the game. But obviously, um, I still respect Kevin Pillar. He's a great player, and I think this will be moved. Um, this will move past him in the next couple of days. It's a little off topic, but you guys remember back in April, I think it was, where Stroman got caught for the yeah, quick pitch against the Angels. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, why didn't Mock get caught for the quick pitch if Stroman did it and then got caught? Is the MLB against Toronto or something? Well, it's, or, I, I think it's, I think it's a matter of the umpire's perspective. Yeah. <laughs> It, it feel it's it usually yeah. in the rule book it says if the umpire believes that the batter is not safe like he's not ready and that can result in an, a situation or like a potential injury if the batter is unaware of the pitcher so it, it's pretty much as Blue Jay Center said before I said something it's pretty much the umpire's perspective okay. yeah and to be completely honest uh, just going back to the quick pitch with Marcus Stroman I think the umpire got that call completely wrong you know you saw Cole Calhoun completely in the batter's box and like Greg he was Tom set. said you know I was ridiculous he yeah he was he was clearly set um but the and quick pitch to Pilar I'm going to be honest uh, I did not see it because I fell asleep during that <laughs> game um see so yeah, I I don't I don't see the quick I'd pitch or I didn't see the quick pitch but um you know e- even if he was upset about the quick pitch there's still like you still can't call a guy what he called uh, Jason Mott. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very true. Uh, just as a final note on this topic, we've been comparing this situation to that with Yunel Escobar in 2013, I believe it was. Uh, 2012, just, 2012. 2012, my bad. He got uh, three games, uh, but that was a lot more severe, obviously. He intentionally and thoughtfully wrote these remarks onto his face. Uh, he had time to think about what he was doing, uh, and later in interviews he said it was, oh, it was like a joke or whatever, but he had time to think about this. With Pilar... With Pilar, it was off the cuff. It was um, it, it was a spur of the moment thing. I think that's why his uh, 
his suspension is a bit less and why this instance of this type of uh, remark is less significant than it was in the first place with Escobar, uh, but obviously it's still significant. Um, anyway, about the Escobar thing. If he, if he said it's a joke, he had time to think about it, then put it on his eye, black. If it was a joke, then why would you wear it in the first place? I think it just speaks a lot about who you know Escobar is. I mean, this guy who's always had potential to be a great player in the league, but just Temper. uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it simply. The guy, he's an idiot. Uh, he did very, very bad move there, and ever since after that, he was in the middle of a rough year that year, I believe, and ended up getting traded because I just think the Blue Jays didn't want anything to do with him anymore. And then the yeah. Marlins traded him to the Rays, I think. I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he just clearly, um, obviously, yeah, you know Escobar. You can tell he's definitely. A different person from Kevin Pillar. So um, obviously the intent of putting that on his face is what he believes in, and, and it obviously it was a stupid act. Personally, I think using the "it's a joke" excuse makes the whole situation worse because, like, I'll be the first to admit I've done a few things not to the severity. We don't of, have. Yeah, I'm not, I've never done something to the severity of what you know Escobar did or even what Kevin Pillar did, but I have definitely done things and said it's a joke and. You know, yeah. everybody t- says, you know, it's something that may be a joke to you is not t- to everybody else. So to you know Escobar writing those remarks on his face, you know, he may be thinking, haha, that's this is so funny. You know, he might have thought of this when he was drunk at a bar with his buddies. But, you know, when you see how it really impacts people, you know, it's 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 not a joke. And in, in today's society, you know, whether where this this is a very sensitive topic, I think say, doing that, first of all, is awful. And then saying oh, it's just a joke, relax about it, is is just awful. Yeah, like, we're sitting here all as white, straight men, I'm assuming, uh, but and, and we're not all that offended by it, I don't think, uh, but, like, it's difficult to say, oh, since we're not offended about it, this isn't a big deal. Uh, we just shouldn't talk about this at all. Like, it's, we can't necessarily judge because we're not, in that situation exactly just going back yeah i i had someone um he commented and he was deeply offended so uh, obviously a lot of people take this to a lot of people can take this differently a lot of people can be very mad and a lot of people can just shrug it off and say who cares but obviously it's something you don't want to see and obviously in the past with you know escobar suspension and kevin pilar um admitting he used a homophobic slur you kind of it's you kind of knew that discipline was coming. It was just a matter of fact. How many games would he? Um, <clears throat> sorry, would he pay pay a fine? But that's pretty much all I thought. I I knew something was coming for sure. The the thing that helps me respect Plur, he admitted to doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. He didn't just say, "Oh, it slipped," and let's forget about it. Yeah. And and just one more thing to add. Uh, I was watching Tim and Sid earlier today, and I believe it was. They freaked out. Uh, Sid oh that said it. It was it was Sid. Uh, yeah, it was yep. Sid that said, um, you know, you don't or he said something along the lines of you can't control what offends others. Um, you know, and I think that perfectly describes the whole situation. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you can't control what other people get offended by. So like yes. uh, 360 you said earlier, you know, we I'm not offended by it in any by any means. Um, it was obviously a disrespectful remark. 
All right, we're going to conclude our episode there. Thank you to everyone who listened in to episode 9 of There She Goes. Again, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. We're joined by Blue Jay Center, everything Blue Jays, Blue Jays Nation. I'm Mark from 360 Blue Jays News. You can find my work on Bluebird Banter. Uh, Thank you to those who called in and talked to us online on Instagram. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 